0: All right, now we're rolling on the podcast area too. So let's see here. Book of Psalms. Let's just go for it. Psalm. Psalms chapter 8 verse 2. I have underlined you have taught the little children to praise you perfectly may their example shame and silence your enemies so a lot of time a lot in the in the bible um god talks about The children. You know, Jesus said, uh, whatever you do for one of these little ones, you do for me. Or something like that. Um, but what, you know, God is talking about is in that Psalm, chapter 8, verse 2, was You know, they say have faith like a child, how a child just just believes he doesn't need proof. He doesn't need uh, miracles or signs. They just believe in in things. You know, when you were a child, maybe you believed in uh, the boogeyman. That's a bad example, but you had no proof of him. You never saw him. But you believed. Or you believed in Santa Claus, you never saw, well, you saw him at the mall or at the store or something, but you you never really saw Santa put the presents under the tree, but you believed because the presents showed up there. Well, you know, we can believe in God by answered prayers or unanswered prayers that turn out to be better than what we were hoping for. So God wants you to come to him with faith like a child. Just have faith and just believe. And you'll silence your strongest critic or the people that, uh, you know, that want to, you know. I used to go to one of these churches where there was a lot of uh, dancing in the aisles. And and it was a great church. I mean, I'm not downplaying it. But then I would see some of the people that were the first ones to jump up and run to the front of the church and, you know, do whatever. You see them in real life and they're the first ones to be a married man and be looking at other women or, you know. I mean, I had this one guy following me. I was trying to jog around the gym one day. I know this isn't a great Christian Testimony, but you know he was like always the first one to go to the the altar at the front of the church and whatever. And I was trying to just lose like ten pounds before my mom's wedding, because I had recently lost a bunch of weight and then I gained a bunch back. So I was trotting around the track, and he was. I didn't have my headphones for whatever reason. You know these things that I used to have cassettes and cds and whatever before we had downloads uh, anyway so i was jogging along with my walkman or my discman or whatever or i wasn't that day i didn't have my walkman or my discman and he was like oh, jogging behind me oh, i shouldn't eat that other cheeseburger brah you know being a real jerk well god don't want that he don't want the you to you know Be dancing in the aisles at the church on Sunday. And then acting like an arse on Monday. He wants you to be like a child. And just love him for no reason. You know. Or believe in him without any proof. I mean like tangible proof. There's a ton of proof in the Bible. And there's... Proof out there every day, but God wants you to have faith like a child is uh, one of the things that that the Bible teaches us. So, anyways, I said I was going to start these off from now on with a pot with a scripture, a psalm. Um, sorry that that kind of morphs into a mini sermon, but yeah, I I try. So. Let's, let's talk it you war. I guess there's nothing else going on in the news right now because everything's shut down. Um, except for uh, viruses and outbreaks. And, you know, we're supposed to be careful what we say on here about the sickness that's going around. Or YouTube will kick you off the air. Um Anchor, Anchor.fm, you can find this at the panic attack with Big John. Um I think they're more lenient than other platforms. But the latest, and I'm glad to see this happen, uh, is the state of Missouri in the United States has sued the Chinese government. For the spread of uh, the virus, I think we're allowed to say the virus on YouTube. The AP is reporting that's Associated Press. The state of Missouri filed a lawsuit Tuesday against the Chinese government over the sickness, alleging the nation's officials are to blame for the global pandemic. The lawsuit filed in federal court, which has no authority over China, but let me read that again without interrupting myself. The lawsuit filed in federal court by the state's top lawyer alleges Chinese officials are responsible for enormous death, suffering, and economic losses they inflicted on the world, including Missourians. The Chinese government lied to the world about the danger and contagious nature of blank-blank silenced whistleblowers and did little to stop the spread of disease. They must be held accountable for their actions, he said. That's from Attorney General Eric Schmidt in a written statement. So, I'll link that down in yonder description of this video. And if you are um, listening on Anchor, that's at APNews.com. So, I've got my citation in there. Um, the doctor that originally blew the whistle on this. I thought he did it in a in a video, and he didn't. He, put, he posted in a chat with other doctors in uh, China and a medical group. Let's listen to what happened to him. This is from uh, BBC News.
1: Well, a man who's become incredibly well-known around the world because of the coronavirus has died. This is the Chinese doctor who tried to warn the medical community about the coronavirus. He was told to be quiet by the authorities before weeks later being diagnosed with the virus himself. Here we can see BBC Chinese reporting on this saying Dr Li was declared dead initially at half past uh, nine local time on February the 6th and that was reported by state media but it got more complicated. Initially there was a huge reaction on Chinese social media to this news And then journalists and doctors at the scene, who did not want their names used, told the BBC that government officials then decided to control the flow of information by ordering the doctor to be put back on life support, despite the fact he was dead, and to change official media reports from death to in critical condition. Well, that attempt to shut down the story has failed, and official Chinese media is now reporting the death of Dr. Li. The background to this is that Dr. Lee posted a warning on a group chat of medics in December. He said he'd seen seven cases that he thought resembled the SARS virus that led to a global epidemic in 2003. Chinese police then accused him of making false statements of severely disturbing the social order. He was then forced to sign a document in which the authorities said, we solemnly warn you, if you keep being stubborn with such impertinence and continue this illegal activity, you will be brought to justice. Is that understood? And underneath that, Dr. Li had written, yes, I do. Even in January, officials in Wuhan, where the virus began, was insisting that only those who came in contact with infected animals could catch the virus. That wasn't true, and no accurate guidance was issued to protect doctors who'd been in contact with infected people. Then we were told Dr. Li had fallen ill, and finally on the 20th of January, China did declare an emergency connected to the virus go on to the end of January and Dr. Lee posted this picture with the words finally diagnosed he confirmed he had the virus well the pictures of Dr. Lee in his hospital bed are going to become among the defining images of this crisis despite China's efforts to manage this story Isabel Hilton is from China dialogue, this is what China does
0: hmm. I think we don't need to hear a lot more out of well, let's go.
1: That China increasingly seeking to control what, what images of this crisis, despite China's efforts to, to manage this story. Isabel Hilton is from China Dialogue. This is what China does. That China increasingly seeking to control what, what people know. And that was the problem in the beginning. You know, if Dr. Lee had been listened to in the beginning, if the authorities had acted in the beginning, we wouldn't have seen this virus escape from Wuhan all over China, and then internationally, and now, you
0: know... So there you have it, I mean, uh, BBC News, British Broadcast Company, um, which has a, an operation in China, uh, whoops. Um, has posted this, and you guys got an extreme close-up of me there for a second. So, from, you know, what the BBC reported, which they're not, you know, a, a judge, but Missouri's lawsuit is correct. Um. Now, I think there needs to be more action taken against China. And I think you're going to see the Trump administration and other countries uh, take that action. So, you know, it's just a, a thing of they, you know, China, communists, they always want to control things. I mean, this doctor, I saw pictures of him being arrested, carried out uh, of, I assume, the medical facility he works, or maybe his home, and, you know, being carried out by his arms and his legs by, you know, Chinese police. Then, uh, you know, you had the Chinese government, you know, going into homes and arresting uh, parents that were ill. which So I guess you could say they did. When they did do something, they really did something, um, you know. And of course, you know, the American media doesn't doesn't want to give Trump credit. And now, you know, there's two extremes. There's the recommended mitigation and social distancing, and the the closing of the American economy, uh, which has caused a great Almost a great depression um, great recession at least, and then you know states are starting to open back up. Georgia has opened up, and Trump says they did it a little too quickly that but now you know we're more prepared nationally, we're preparing for the future, but back to China. And Missouri, in this lawsuit it China has got to be punished for some of the things they've done uh to their people uh and you know the United Nations just goes along with whatever china says um they go they don't really do much anything, but you know China doesn't recognize the island state of Taiwan as an independent state, so the u n goes along with that. Now, China is on the U.N. Security Council as one of the five permanent members, but that doesn't mean you can't tell them no. You know, the uh, U.N. has no problem with telling the United States no at times or, you know, saying the United States does things wrong and bad. But this is a huge human rights violation, right? That's the U.N.'s big thing. Human rights. Well they violated the rights of the entire. The entire world. You know. Because they just. Communist governments. Like to keep things covered up. It's. I mean you go to Russia. Back. I mean well Russia still covers a lot up. And they're supposedly not. Communist anymore but. Um. Back in the the real Soviet Union, information barely got out of Russia. You know, like say for example the Sputnik program that launched the uh, the space race with the United States, or yeah, that launched. Um, you didn't hear about Sputnik or any Russian. Um, experiments to get into outer space um, while they were, you know, working on it, because information didn't come out you don't hear about, you know, things coming out of China unless one of our spies comes up with it, um, you know, I'm sure you know, top government officials know more than what you, what I or you know on YouTube here, and on Anchor, but this is a thing that that communists are known for, dictatorships. You shouldn't even really call it communists, because China's not much of a communist economy. Communism is an economic thing as much as it's a government thing. These dictatorships, this is what they like to do. You know, we see it <clears throat> with North Korea. They tried to to keep their uh, nuclear missile program under wraps. The for a long time. And for some reason, Hillary Clinton and former President Obama wanted to start World War III with them. Still can't figure that out, but usually American presidents let wars come to them, not go out looking for them. But uh, nonetheless, the point is you know, China lied, people died as become a popular catchphrase or hashtag. And it's very true. You know, uh they they killed this I think they killed the journalist. Now, you know, truthfully you know, early or not the journalist, the doctor, excuse me. Um, you know, and other doctors have been arrested and such. People that have tried to blow the whistle on the Chinese government and things have been killed and captured and disappeared, supposedly. Um, and I think the death toll in China is a lot higher than what they are reporting. Uh, the outbreak in Wuhan, was, there were 50,000 more cases than what the initial reports were. So, you know, a lot of things like that. Happen in dictatorship governments, so let's talk about california i a uh Stanford did a study where they were looking for people with uh antibodies of the coronavirus oops, I said it of the sickness. And they found out that tens of thousands and probably hundreds of thousands more Californians had contracted the sickness and recovered than what initially thought. And what this means is, if you look at the death rates, it puts them below 1%. If the number of cases contracted, possibly in the hundreds of thousands, and I had a hard time finding the article. I had to dig through another article in order to find this information. Um, But it was a Stanford study. So if the percentage would increase... If there's an increase of the percentage of people that survived or recovered, which we hardly ever see in the news, the number of people who have recovered. Uh, I was looking at a clip from CNN where um, Anderson Cooper was interviewing the (laughs) mayor of Las Vegas because She wants casinos to reopen, and of course you know that would have it would have a an ill effect of because people are touching these slot machines they're are they gonna how are they gonna keep social distances uh, uh, how are they gonna keep social distances and such? And she, you know, basically said, you know, that's up to the casino owners to figure out. Okay, you're right about that. But this, if you have people breathing, they call it recycled air because they're in casinos. They don't have windows. Have you ever noticed that? They don't want you to know what time it is. They want, they don't have clocks in casinos either. They want you to forget the time and the outside world And just stay in there and gamble. But uh, that aside, they recycle the air. You know, it comes... You know, it gets sucked in through a vent. And then through a... You know, um, through pipes just call them pipes, air ducts. That's what I'm trying to say. They go through air ducts and comes back in and it just, they cycle the air through to, you know, keep the air fresh, but you're going to have the same germy air being recycled. Um, at least according to Anderson Cooper. But, um, my point was that I got way off track there talking about stupid recycled air. Um, On the side of the screen, they had the worldwide total number of corona cases, the worldwide number of deaths, which is terrible, and then they had the United States total number of cases and total number of deaths. Total number of cases worldwide is over 100,000, approaching 200,000. But the number of recoveries is over 600,000. That's like 400,000. If we just round numbers off, because I think the number of recovered people worldwide is approaching 700,000. But if we just round off, say 200,000 people have died and 600,000 people have recovered, that's 400,000 people that have lived. And most of those that have died are over 80, 80 years old, have pre-existing or have pre-existing health conditions that aren't being treated. Now, that if you increase those numbers, which is what this Stanford study did, they looked for antibodies in people who had the virus and recovered and never knew it. Never knew they were sick or they got sick and they just... You know, self-medicated at home, and then recovered, and the that we need these antibodies to give them to the sick people, but moreover, if you increase the number of Californians from you know, I think it's in the tens of thousands, it's way more than ten thousand. I think it was like thirty-five thousand. Again, the information is hard to get, uh, but. If you increase that to, I think I heard one report, say 400,000 people perhaps in California had been sick and not known it or not been diagnosed with coronavirus. Damn it, I said it again. Um, But not been diagnosed with the sickness. That increases your survival rate, rate, percentage. It also decreases your rate of death. So the rate of death in I saw one person do the math in you know older older people like 80 years old would be like 0.023%. And in healthy, you know, middle-aged and younger people, it would be less than that. So getting accurate testing to see what we're really dealing with. And this is bad. I mean, I'm not downplaying this sickness, but we've got to have the truth out there, and we have to know how deadly it is, so we know what measures to take. I've been an advocate of social distancing. I've, you know, told people to shut the hell up on Facebook and other social medias when they're crit- criticizing. Uh, Dr. Amy Acton here in Ohio or Dr. Fauci and Dr. Birx on the national level, they know what they're doing and they're doing the best they can. All of our leaders, our president, our governors, they're doing what they can with the information they're given. But if this Stanford study is true and it's a game changer in the models and the um number of people that have been sick and the models for the numbers of people that are going to get sick you know basically you're still going to have the same number of people get sick it's flattening that curve out so that we're not overwhelmed and then slowly we can find treatments we can find treatments mean medications or combinations of medications And also a vaccine. So, yeah, eventually it will come to a zero point. And now they're saying that... Patient zero in the United States may not have been from the state of Washington in February. It may have been a patient in California in January, and of course, you know, it was going in Wuhan, China in December, when this previously mentioned doctor was arrested, because he saw a SARS-like virus, okay, screw you YouTube, he saw a SARS-like coronavirus, and there are many coronaviruses, okay, He saw a SARS-like coronavirus, and he posted it in a medical chat and tried to get the word out to the rest of the world. Um, And now the same thing's happening here in California. They don't want to admit to the number of cases they had, and they're criticizing in the media the Stanford University study, um, saying, well, Stanford wasn't looking for people that are actually sick they were looking with people for people with the antibodies well that doesn't matter that means they had the virus in them and they recovered from it and that has to be added in to make the models more accurate i would think not an expert here but that's what other experts are saying every person that had the virus in them needs to be put into the model so that we can get an accurate picture of how many people there are, you know. And now they're they're focusing on this antibody testing to see how many people had it and recovered, uh, and so they can add that into the models. This is what Fauci and Burks are talking about. Um, not only put them in the model, but extract the antibodies from their body to boost the immune systems of other people that are sick. So, you know, this is all just, you know, round and round and round we go with this stuff. And we've got to have a flow of information. We cannot be like China and, you know, say that, you know, well, not that many people were sick or this many people were sick. And, you know, downplay or upplay or anything else. So... I mean, business is slowly getting back to business. Um, I heard, you know, the restaurant my mom works at is reopening May 1st with very limited hours. Um, They haven't told my mom when she's going back to work. The, you know, unemployment system and such is Let's talk about that. If you're in Ohio and your unemployment's not moving as swiftly, it's not intentional. They haven't even gotten the system... Up and ready for the 1099 workers, the self-employed that are now out of employment. Um, that won't be up until mid-May. So those people gotta be hurting something fierce. Um, the also, also the uh the there are more people working there, but at some point a person has to physically look at the unemployment claims. Well, a lot of them are working from home, but those that are working in the office are working on outdated computer equipment that doesn't move fast. It's like the old, you know, Apple home computer that we had in the 1980s. There was a black screen with nothing but green letters and numbers. Okay, it's that antiquated. Uh, So... It, these are the things that are slowing down your unemployment. Um, now they told us in the, on the federal level, the, um, if, hold on. The day after, the, uh, the first, um, Welfare checks went out. That's why I call that $1,200 thing. The day after that went out, there was supposed to be a portal on the IRS website where the rest of us could put in our um, bank account information. And we would get a direct deposit in a few days. It's now been a week. And I haven't seen anything in my bank account of a $1,200 deposit. So... This... I'm going to try to Google his name. I can't remember him other than the guy with the big horn rim glasses. Okay, well, that's not him. That's not him. Florida man's $980 refund check from IRS. First clue. Let's see here. Let's go. Anyway, so there's the they're kind of delays. It's not the four-month delay that uh, the Obama administration had when, um, you know, they tried to do a stimulus during one of the, well, I think they just tried a stimulus plan, period, and there were you know delays in checks coming out. And, um, you know, this was the hell. So. Okay. I'm, I'm wrong about this. Maybe he's the chairman of the Federal Reserve. The guy with the big goofy glasses that talks at the press conferences with Trump, and yeah, he promised us all these things. Well, that's not it either, so. I haven't seen my $1,200 Welfare check. Let's try something else here. We'll just keep searching things until I find a picture and a name for this guy. And so we're not getting what we want. We're not getting our money. We're not getting our welfare checks. This is going to upset a lot of people. And it is upsetting. I mean, you look at these things and they're not delivering completely on what they promised. Their mouths wrote checks, their asses couldn't cash. However, you want to say it, and, you know, this is a fault of a lot of people, uh, but they were trying to do what was right, okay, They, they wanted to put money in the hands of working people, and there were delays in getting the money out from Washington, out to the states, like, you know, waitresses and employees that live off their tips, um, We're supposed to get a $600 check on top of their regular check from the, um, unemployment department. They still haven't gotten that here in Ohio. Um... And so, you know, and then these checks are supposed to come out. Well, they said, you know, days after the direct deposits went out that the stimulus checks would go out. And they haven't. And, you know, the means is there. If they can just print up money on, you know, a random day and put more money into the economy, they can surely print out more checks at any random date. Now, there are people lying or misleading and saying that um, that, uh, you know, because Trump wants his name on all the checks, that that's going to cause several months in delays because they think that um, the computer system is going to have to be reprogrammed, it can't be that that hard to program something to put a name on a check, okay, it's just government bureaucracy is slow, and that's how government always works, and this is horrible in this present situation, where you had people that were working at five o'clock on a Sunday afternoon here in Ohio, and then on, it, then we're told in a gubernatorial press conference <coughs> that you're being closed out at nine p.m. tonight because the governor of Ohio got text messages and emails from his friends saying, well, the bars were packed last night. Well, the bars were packed on Saturday night because people thought that St. Patrick's Day was going to get canceled. So they went out and partied early. And, you know, this happened all over the country. And now we've got places shut down where you, where maybe they shouldn't have been shut down in the first place, but people were just one day found to not have jobs anymore. And then they're being promised these big checks and big refunds from their government, and they're not getting them. And so... As far as the waitresses in Ohio that haven't gotten their additional $600, it's going to be retroactive back to the day they they filed or were eligible for unemployment, which was day one because uh, the government waived the one-week waiting period for them because they had the rug pulled out from them so quickly. And so... um, you know, so unannounced. I mean, you know, a couple hours notice and, hey, you're going to be out of work. I was talking to people on Friday and their restaurants were, were dead. Their restaurants were cutting back hours of operation already because there was so much out there about the virus and social distance and, you know, how easily contractable it was. And then it just all got taken away from them. And then, you know, the government's moving slowly on getting this money out there. And I know that there are people that have worked 24-7, that have, you know, stayed up late at night and all this. But are they the right people? (coughs) Are they the people that, you know, put the information into the computer to send you your uh, unemployment check? Are they the people that put the information in, in the computer to send you your $1,200 uh, welfare check? You know, all of these things. It, you know, are these the people that are working the overtime uh, because they should be? You know, and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. We know it's hard. Because of social distancing and they don't want to have an outbreak among their uh, employees where then no, you have no employees all of a sudden because they're all sick. But, you know, it's, it's tragic and people are suffering and they better do something about it, you know. I mean, from a lot of aspects, you know, and so anyways... I've talked too much for one night, so I will let this go. And somebody can tell me who the guy with the big black horn rim goggles at the Trump press conferences are, uh, so I can finally know his freaking name <laughs> instead of calling him the big goober with the big horn rim goggles. Uh, hit me up on Twitter at the real underscore Big John uh, if you. I don't know. I'll send you a dollar on PayPal if you can give me the answer or something. So. That being said. I hope you enjoyed the Bible verse for tonight. Hope you enjoyed my little TED talk here. Or whatever the hell this was. Fiasco because I didn't have a plan or anything to talk about tonight. But I wanted to make a video and a podcast. Anyway. And, uh, pray for each other. We're going to get through this. We're going to be fine. And, uh, God bless you and see you the next time. Pray for each other while you're at it.